Well, good morning, children. If you're looking for the Clary podcast, you are in the right place. I, however, am not Aaron Clary. That might be a good thing, might be a bad thing. We're going to find out in the next 54 minutes. I am the Great One himself. I'm the founder of the Cynical Libertarian Society. I've been podcasting for 12 years. That's two six-packs, longer than most marriages last. 12 years. And Aaron Clary asked me to sit in on his podcast while he's taking a little break. And I was honored by this request, and this is a great privilege for me to be doing this. And you can scream, shout, whine, cry, snivel, piss, moan, look for a safe space. You're in the wrong area. You can shove your opinions up your ass. That way Obama's cock has something to keep it company. Because many of you have never heard me before. Here's how it works. You are wrong and I am right. That's what it's like being the great one himself, being the founder. early in the morning here in a snow-covered day in the People's Republic of Fort Collins, Colorado, where dope is legal and you can kill yourself with permission from the government. This is Stating the Obvious Podcast. It's the weapons platform from which I launched the cruise missile. My intellect comes in on destroys stupid status all around the world. does not matter what kind of status, right-wing status, left-wing status, homo status, GLBTKKK status, statheist, cyber statist. And, of course, anarcho-sissies, my newest people on my enemy list. Again, I am the Great One himself, founder of Cynical Libertarian Society, in the control room on the other side of glass. Seen and not heard is the lovely and adorable Randy. You can send us an email if you want to do that. If you're, you know, you listen to the Clary Podcast and you turn in like, what is this shit? Who is this idiot? I'm going to send him an email, tell him what a moron he is. That's totally cool. I'll take those. You can send those to God. That's dog spelled backwards. G-O-D at C-Y-N-L-I-B-S-O-C dot com on the interwebs. All right, I'm not here to do a lot of self-promotion. That's pretty much the end of my self-promotion. If you want to find me, you'll be able to do that. Again, Aaron asked me to sit in on his podcast while he's taking a week off. And when I saw the message, I was like, holy shit, did Aaron Clary just ask me to be on his podcast? Ah, boy, that was... that. I was speechless. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate it, man. So I thought, oh shit, I have to do something that doesn't suck. <laughs> which, <laughs> right? Which is a little bit of a stretch for us here at Stating the Obvious Podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm having my cup of coffee here. It's a little early. Bear with me, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get with you in a second. So I'm thinking, all right, I got to do something that doesn't fucking suck. Because I'm going to be talking to Aaron's audience. These are smart people. A lot of my podcasts are just ranting and shit. So I need to do something a little more intelligent. I did a podcast where I read a post off of Facebook from somebody whom I know in real life and where I also read a blog post. Both of these were written in response to Donald Trump. One was written, the blog post before Donald Trump became president, the whiny Facebook post after he became president. And I did a podcast which comes out, is coming out, I think, think December 9th, if you want to go over there and try to find it to listen to it, where I read these and I basically just 
ranted my ass off and, you know, screamed really loud and said a lot of bad words and did the sort of thing that I enjoy doing on the podcast. Because this podcast for me is a form of therapy sometimes. And Aaron has said the same thing. You know, I podcast because it's therapy. Which it is. I mean, as I've told my listeners over the years, I do this only because it's fun and I enjoy it. This is not making me rich or famous or anything like that. I do this purely for fun. After having done that, I looked at these and I thought, you know what I need to do is go back and do another podcast where I read these again. And instead of responding to them emotionally is respond to them intellectually. And then when Aaron's request showed up, I thought, oh, this is it. This is perfect. This is a great opportunity because this will be a slightly more intelligent (laughs) podcast than my normal ones. Without further ado, we should get started on this. This is a Facebook uh, post paragraph written by someone I know. And here's what she said. We're gonna. I want to go through this, and I want to. By the way, let me just throw get this out real quick. I am not actual in words. Ah, words. Libertarian has conventionally come to mean sort of right wing minarchist. For for those of you new, as you understand, I am a anarcho capitalist. I believe there should be no government at all. This is. As I've said for a long time, I I like Aaron Clary a lot, and again, privileged to be on his podcast, because I agree with Aaron on just about everything. I mean, he, again, you can't disagree with fucking reality, and that's what I like about it. He talks about reality, not his fucking feelings. Oh, by the way, there's going to be some bad language in here. I'm going to try not to bad language the hell out of it, but there will be bad language. But again, the one thing where I do disagree with Aaron is that Aaron thinks that there is a legitimate place for a government of some sort. As an anarchist, I think there should be no formal government. I don't want to go into what an anarchist is and all that other stuff. You guys can figure that out if you give a shit. I just want you to understand sort of where my perspective comes from. So even though it's going to sound like I'm probably defending Donald Trump, I'm really not. The thing is, though, I just want to illustrate through this how people and this, I see this more from the left-wing status, the liberal Democrats, as you would call them, I call them left-wing status. I see just the faulty logic. And without going into the whole spiel, because I don't have time, the left-wing status, liberal Democrats, those people are evil. Right-wing status, conservative Republicans, those people are just stupid. The right-wing Republicans actually believe the stuff that they... right. When Donald Trump says, We're, I'm going to build a wall, right-wing Republicans actually believe Donald Trump's going to build a wall. There will be no wall. It's not going to happen. Not any more than Obama closed Guantanamo Bay and gave you free health care. Left-wing statist, when... You know, like when Obama says, I'm going to give everybody free health care. Left-wing statist, no good and damn well that that's going to be people who have jobs paying for the health care of people who don't have jobs. Left-wing statists know exactly what they're doing. They just don't care that it's wrong because they're evil. All right, let me get started. I ramble a lot on this podcast. Just fair warning. Again, I'm going to try to focus and not do a lot of tangenting. 
What are the odds of that? Zero. And occasionally I talk to Randy, and of course you can't hear her, so you hear these one-sided conversations. Here's the post. Let me begin. And yeah, it's a, oh, it's a long one, because the person who wrote this doesn't have a job. <laughs> yeah, well, she has a job. It's called taking money from her husband. <laughs> and, I, and in all honesty, she, she has a job. She's a professional attention whore on the Internet. That's what she does, quote-unquote, for a living. You know, after the election, I took a moment to be empathetic to Trump supporters, trying to understand where they were coming from and why they voted the way they did. Now, this always interests me when people use the word understand. I'm trying to understand why these people did this. I have found... And I have been podcasting for 12 years, and I say that to you because for over 12 years, I have been reading philosophy books. I've taken 600-level philosophy classes. I have debated philosophy. I've listened to people talk about philosophy. I've watched Stefan Molyneux. I watch Aaron Clary. I watch uh, Rockin' Mr. E. I've listened to Davis Arini, whose name I always mispronounce. No, yeah, I, I have immersed myself. I've read Plato and I've read fucking Aristotle and I've, yeah, okay. And these people who claim to be adults and claim to be intelligent and always make this thing, well, I just can't understand. I'm just trying to understand. To me, this is an admission of stupidity. Okay? As an anarchist, I see all of the evils of Hussein Obama, of Hillary Clinton, of Donald Trump, of Bernie Sanders. Yet, I can perfectly understand why people would vote for them. This whole admission, when people say, well, I just don't, I'm trying to understand why you voted for Trump. This is another way of saying, I am unable to comprehend that different people have a different worldview than me. Whenever someone says, I just don't understand why you did this, I can't understand. They're saying to you that they're stupid. They're saying to you that they are so arrogant and self-centered and inexperienced that they do not understand different people could have different worldviews. I disagree with people who voted for Hillary, for Obama, I, even though I voted for Trump to save myself from Hillary. And I still can't believe it worked. When I saw Trump won the election, I was shocked because I've been predicting for over four years, I've been predicting Hillary would be the next president. Nobody had a bigger heart attack on the day after the election than me. I, as an anarchist, I oppose all of these people being president of the United States. I oppose the existence of the office called president of the United States. I oppose the existence of the United States as a political fiction. But I understand perfectly good and well. I can articulate very well why people voted for Obama, for Hillary, for Trump. And this whole thing, I just can't understand. Well, you're just stupid. 
I actually talked to people offline. I find that sentence absolutely hilarious. We're, and this is not a millennial. This is a 40-something-year-old woman. Actually, she has to write in here that she actually talked to people offline. Our society's at the point where if you talk to people via a medium that's not the internet, you have to announce that. I hugged at bars. I listened. People always say, especially left-wing status, that I, I listened. The left-wing status, they have their little group of phrases. I'm informed, which means that they mindlessly believe anything. I listened. I'm open-minded. I'm raising awareness. I thought about the economic deadlands and how people in the Midwest were left in the dust with employment opportunities. Now, I'm not an expert on this, but I thought it was Detroit where people were left in the dust with no uh, employment opportunities. Many of the main employee, many of the main employers were coal, oil, and manufacturing industries, and those workers couldn't keep up with the evolution of moving towards sustainability. They didn't have the resources to change careers or go back to school, especially when there's an education debt crisis. Now, let's unpack this sentence because this is interesting. What she's getting at is she's saying that these, and without saying it, we're, we're, we're analyzing what's really being said here. These workers, these people who worked in coal and oil and manufacturing industries, you see, these are those white men who don't have college educations, right? Because those are the people who voted for Donald Trump. And this is the big, one of the big attacks on the Trump and the Trump supporters is that, well, yeah, Donald Trump was voted for by all these people, but look who they were. They were uneducated white men, right? There's the, they're not just coming out and saying they were racist, sexist, homophobic, but that's what they're trying to say without saying it. Because again, the left-wing statist is a coward and will always... Yeah, I, you know, this is another reason right-wing statists will just come up and tell you, you are going to burn in hell. You're, you're not a Catholic. You're gonna, you had an abortion. You're going to burn in hell. And I can disagree with that, but one thing I appreciate about most right-wingers is they just tell you. They don't fucking lie. They don't use all these code phrases like diversity and tolerance, right? I mean, diversity, what diversity actually means is an absence of heterosexual white men, right? But we, but as left-wing statists don't want to say, we want to remove all the heterosexual white men from the workplace. So they come out and say, well, we want diversity in the white workplace. Right? So the left has all these code phrases you have to decode. The right, for the most part, just fucking tells you in plain English. And I can appreciate that. I disagree with many people on the right about many, many things. But I appreciate the fact that they're just fucking honest. You don't have to, de when Milo Yiannopoulos says something, you don't have to fucking decode it, right? When Aaron Clary says something, you don't have to fucking decode it. You don't need a decoder ring. So anyway, okay, she still has a hard time wrapping her head around the logic. Again, this thing where the left-wing status will consistently tell you, I cannot understand that other people have different worldviews than I do. 
I cannot, despite my commitment to tolerance and diversity and understanding, despite how open-minded I am, I just cannot understand that somebody else might have a different opinion than me. It's simply inconceivable. And this is why, as if you listen to Aaron Cleary, you probably know this already, the actual definition of diversity is conformity. Again, it's the code phrase. Diversity means conformity. Freedom is slavery. Slavery is freedom. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, wait, I've jumped ahead of myself because I'm a dumbass. That's the next paragraph, which I haven't got to. All right, economic deadlines. Like, I should, again, I'm, when, she, when, when she says economic deadlines and talks about the Midwest, when you say to me economic deadlines, I think Chicago and Detroit. Okay, the employers are cold and manufacturing. The employees could not keep up with the evolution of moving towards sustainability. They don't have the resources to change careers or go back to school. So there's an education debt crisis? Really? Are, are you admitting this? So she keeps going on, I understand this, but I still have a hard time with wrapping my head around the logic because coal isn't coming back. Now this is fascinating to me because last time I checked, coal hasn't gone anywhere. She thinks that these people have lost their jobs because there's a move towards sustainability. I have a bad news for you people. Most of the electricity in the United States is still coming from coal. I don't know what she's talking about. And this, I think, is a part of why she cannot understand why different people have different opinions. Because she just has no idea what's going on in the world around her. She probably thinks that a lot of power in the United States comes from windmills and solar panels. Coal isn't coming back. Manufacturing jobs aren't exactly coming back either as much as people want them to. And people sure as hell aren't working in agriculture despite their claims that illegal immigrants are taking their jobs. I understand this as fear of change and an inability to be included in the process of evolution. Now, the thing about statism, the thing to understand about the government I have to make this quick because we have a lot of stuff to cover. The very existence of the government circumvents evolution and circumvents natural selection. If you're wondering why there are so many dumb people in our society, the answer is because the government keeps those dumb people alive. If our society was filled only with intelligent people, we would not need a government. And the government is not going to put itself out of business. Okay, I mean, think about this. Do you really need the government to pass a law that says you shouldn't kill other people? And then you have all these gun control laws, for example, right? So what's the purpose of gun control laws? To prevent people from getting guns and killing other people. If you had a society which was simply composed of intelligent, rational, mostly sane people, you wouldn't need to tell people not to kill other people. 
people who vote Democrat are, and I have no data to back this up, but I don't care. It's true because I talk to them all the time. People who vote Democrat are the laziest and stupidest people on the planet Earth. I saw something on the interwebs, so it must be true, a while back, where, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, liberal Democrats were trying to get voting rights restored to criminals who had, for whatever reason, had taken their right that had their right to vote taken away from them. Because, of course, they said, well, because most of the people who have had their right vote, right to vote taken away from them because they committed felonies or whatnot, most of those people are Democrats and they're disenfranchised, yada, yada, yada. And I'm looking at this and going, yes, do you realize what you're saying? What you're saying is that the majority of criminals are Democrats. Yes. Thank you for supporting my point. Yes, the majority of criminals who steal things because they can't get a job or kill people because they don't know killing is wrong or rape people. Yes, the majority of criminals are Democrats. I get the feeling, and maybe the vote was similar to gambling in the lottery, we think life is going to change because we took a chance, but we just spent beer money on unlucky numbers. And this is a lot of attempt to sound truly intelligent. But it's not working. Everything we've heard so far is just sort of these statements of her personal feelings. And what she thinks without any evidence. And again, this will illustrate to you the, the conceit of the left-wing statist. These people are truly unable to move away from their own perspective and understand and consider that other people exist. To the left-wing statist, other people exist only for the purpose of serving them. I thought about small business owners who thought they were being taxed to death and wanted less government oversight. So those of you out there who are small business owners, see, you're not being overtaxed. You just think you're being overtaxed. Yet now, excuse me, yet we are now looking at a president-elect that is increasing government spending because of working around security standards. Now, I have no idea what she's talking about and what security standards are being worked around. But again, well, oh, the president-elect, he's increasing government spending. Do you notice how for eight years of Obama, not one liberal Democrat, did you hear any liberal Democrats say anything about increased government spending? And this, as an anarchist, this is what I can look at. And this is why I'm looking, there are many reasons why I look forward to the Trump presidency. But of course, one of them is that liberals will begin start criticizing the government. Because whenever you have a liberal Democrat president, left-wing statist, for, here in the People's Republic of Fort Collins, there's a corner, Mulberry and College, where the entire time Bush was the president, the war was going on, the protesters were out there every single day. The moment Obama took office, the protesters vanished. 
because they were never anti-war. They were simply anti-Bush. And I'm anti-Bush also. I'm anti-Republican. I'm anti-Democrat. I'm anti-government. But the le- again, this, the left-wing statist, and this is a difference, another difference, I think most right-wing statists have a level of integrity. The left-wing statist has no integrity. And we're back to the lying, right? They were lying. They were never against the war. They were against George Bush. They were never against government spending. They were against George Bush, right? So now that a Republican is going, Donald Trump's not really a Republican because Republicans didn't want him to be president, but he's sort of a Republican. We'll call him a Republican because he ran on the Republican ticket. Now that a non-liberal Democrat, let's put it that way, is president, suddenly liberal left-wing statists are suddenly noticing the government spending money? I mean, the, the... Debt is, what is it, 16 trillion? 19 trillion? I don't keep up. Again, as an anarcho capitalist, I only keep up so much with the government because to, to, to me, understand this, the argument between Republican and Democrat and spending 1 trillion or spending 2 trillion, to me, that's like making the argument, well, do you want to be ass raped by a man with a 7 inch penis or do you want to be ass raped by a man with an 8 inch penis? I mean, yes, there are some subtle differences there, but either way, you're getting ass raped. So suddenly, and, and her, her sentence goes on, and we're going to be paying for it. I mean, this is, I, again, I know this woman personally. This woman loves redistribution of wealth. This woman loves welfare. This woman loves food stamps. But she supports all of this shit. She supported Obama. She supports bombing other countries. She supports killing people in foreign countries with flying robots. She supports paying TSA agents to fondle the nutsacks of eight-year-old boys in airports. Right? She's never had a problem with government spending money for the last eight years. Suddenly now, she's noticed that the taxpayers have to pay for the things government does. Why isn't that interesting? You've suddenly noticed that after 40-something years of life. You didn't notice that until Donald Trump got elected. Not to mention that small businesses, not to mention that small business isn't going to be getting a tax cut. Now, how she knows that small business will not get a tax cut in the next four years or potentially eight years if Trump gets reelected, I'm not sure how she knows what will and will not happen in the future. I mean, and she's not saying this as a prediction, right? She's not saying, I, I, she's not saying, I don't think Donald Trump will actually give tax cuts to small businesses. She's saying, not to mention that small business isn't going to be getting a tax cut. Hmm. She knows you can bet large corporations are going to get a good deal out of it, though. This is the same song and dance we've done for decades. Would those be the same decades that you were voting for liberals? Would these decades that we've done this same song and dance, would those decades involve the time that Hussein Obama was president and Bill Clinton was president? I thought left-wing liberal status Democrats cared about poor people and hated corporations. I thought you were going to elect Obama or Bill Clinton and they were going to punish those evil corporations. Somebody out there, I think it might have 
even Ben Aaron Clary made a great point one time, which is one of those things where I heard this and I said, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. You got all these people who have retirement plans, right? They have these IRAs. And your IRA, of course, is just this money invested in the stock market. And the stock market makes money when corporations make money. But of course, all these people want to punish the corporations and keep them from making money. So if you have an IRA and you're trying to punish corporations and keep them from making money, you're actually decreasing the value of your IRA, which is supposedly your retirement plan. And that's the left-wing statist because math is hard and logic was created by the patriarchy to oppress women. Yes, large corporations will benefit from the government. Large corporations and the government do things to benefit each other. I can't do the whole spiel because I don't have time. The whole anarcho-capitalist perspective can kick in here. And for example, the military-industrial complex only exists because there is a government. Okay, If the government did not buy nuclear missiles and stealth bombers and M1 Abrams tanks and aircraft carriers, nobody would. All of those people who work in the military-industrial complex would be unemployed without a government. That's, and that's why anarchy scares a lot of people. Without a government to buy shit that normal people don't want, normal, intelligent, rational, sane people who are just living their lives, spending time with their friends, creating value for other people to make money. We, we don't need aircraft carriers. Yes, the corporations will benefit from a Donald Trump presidency. Because I noticed that corporations were really suffering under those eight years of Obama. Boy, all those, all those banks that Obama bailed out, yeah, they were suffering so bad. If people wanted to be fiscally conservative, now she's going to attempt to sound intelligent, this is funny. If people wanted to be fiscally conservative and less government, why didn't they vote for Gary Johnson? He seemed to be all about those values without the reality shit show to go with it. Well, people don't vote for Gary Johnson because Gary Johnson's not going to win because our voting system is unfortunately... Well, unfortunately it exists. There shouldn't be a federal government. There shouldn't be voting, but it is here and it's reality and we have to deal with what we have in front of us. People didn't vote for Gary Johnson because... Either they really truly supported Trump and believe what Trump was saying, or because they, like me, were more than anything else just terrified. Well, I was terrified. I wasn't, I wasn't terrified. I'm terrified of some things, but I just truly wanted with all of my, I was going to say soul, but I don't have a soul because I'm evil. <laughs> my black heart. With all of my black heart, I truly did not want to endure a Hillary Clinton presidency. Again, as an anarcho-capitalist, normally I do not vote for the president, one way or the other. The last election, Romney and Obama, I did not vote. But I voted for Trump because I just, Hillary Clinton, just no, she needed to be slapped down. So I think a lot of people voted for Trump because Hillary Clinton needed to be slapped down. People are, why should people vote for Gary Johnson? 
And this is something with the Trump ascension, with the Trumpeting, this is something I'm going to be able to hark on. You know how in the world of the men, we all say, well, yes, all women are like that. And not all women are like that. No, all women are like that. And with you voters, with those of you who actually think, whether it's Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, whatever, you think, well, but if we just elect the person I want to vote for, things are going to be different. Wrong. Because you see, where the fuck, Randy, where's my cough? There it is. Yes, all politicians are like that. I know you're sitting there thinking, well, not not all politicians are like that. I mean, Obama bailed out corporations, but but Donald Trump, he's different. He's not going to bail out the corporations. No. Donald Trump's going to bail out the corporations. I promise you. Well, no, Donald Trump, he's different. He's going to build a wall. Right, and... Hussein Obama was different. He was going to close Guantanamo Bay. Yes, my friends, all politicians are like that. Voting for Gary Johnson? No. Oh, they just would have voted that Gary Johnson, he would have been different if they if those stupid Trump voters. And again, the subtext to all of this is that if you voted for Donald Trump, you're stupid. Right? If you voted for Donald Trump, it's because you're this unemployed, dumb white man who doesn't understand windmills and you can't keep up with things and you're not willing to spend more money to buy more worthless education. Right? The whole subtext in this is just oozing with, if you voted for Trump, you're stupid. No, voting, no, voting for Gary Johnson would not make a difference because Gary Johnson is not different than other politicians. I thought, and whenever a liberal says they thought, that's also a lie. If, look, if, if they could think, they would not be liberals. Again, I have a lot of difference of opinion with right-wingers, but you cannot be. There is no such thing as an intelligent left-wing statist. There is no such thing as an intelligent liberal. No, there's just not. Because to be a liberal, I mean, by definition, you, to be a liberal Democrat, you have to not understand economics and you have to be lazy. If you understand economics and you're not lazy, it is almost impossible to be a liberal Democrat unless you simply have an insanely high level of cognitive dissonance. You can not actually think that $16 trillion of debt and taking shit away from people who actually produce and give it to people who just sit at home and do nothing. I mean, you cannot think that the social security system can possibly be sustainable, to use one of the left-wing status favorite buzzwords, right? You cannot look at all these retirement systems where people are retiring and supposedly getting their full income and you have these small base of employees that has to pay for that. And the stock market is basically flat because it's over and flying. Aaron Clay talks about this. Right? I mean, you can't look at these things. And if you understand, if you, if, I'm not an economist. Shit, most of what I know about economics, I've learned from Aaron. 
And then from reading some stuff that he's referenced or looking at, I, I mean, you don't have to be a genius. You don't need a PhD. But if you have a basic understanding of how economics works, and the way economics works is really simple. You create value for other people. Other people give you value in return. That's really what it all boils down to. It's that fucking simple. Okay? So if you understand economics, if you understand creating value for other people, if you can do some basic math, and if you're not lazy, you can't be a liberal Democrat. You cannot. It's impossible unless you're simply psychotically insane, you have multiple personality disorder, something like that. I thought about the people who had an axe to grind with Hillary and her history of being a career politician with corruption. Man, I get that stance. It's why it was a tough vote for me. Now, I love when people say, oh man, this election was tough. Look, I know this woman. I've known this woman for years. Not for one moment did she ever consider voting for Donald Trump. Not for one fucking second. And for her to write on here, again, it's why this was a tough vote for me. No, you're just lying. You're just trying to create this illusion that, oh, you really sat around and thought about who you were going to vote for. I've maintained this for a long time. Like right now, right now, every person in the United States, 99.99% of the people in the United States right now already know who they're going to vote for in the next election. And you say, but great one. Nobody knows who the Democrats are. It doesn't matter who the Democrats are running. Almost every, this, this whole undecided voter, this whole thing where there's these people who sit around and look at each, polit- each presidential candidate and compare their platform. No, those people do not exist. Okay. I consider myself, and I'm an arrogant motherfucker, but I consider myself a pretty smart guy. Again, I have a, I have my background's in philosophy. This podcast started off with me talking about philosophy, analyzing utilitarianism and ethical egoism and all this sort of stuff. Philosophy is where I cometh from. And I looked at Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and it took me about 10 seconds to decide I was going to vote. After that, it took me about 0.00000001 nanoseconds to know that I was voting for Donald Trump, even though Donald Trump has a multitude of evils. Okay, there, there is, and, and I've taken 600 level philosophy classes. I have read Aristotle. Okay, nobody is sitting around, well, I'm, I'm really torn about who to vote for in this election. This is a lie. This is a lie. Yet, Trump just settled a $25 million fraud lawsuit that included elder abuse. Okay, so what? Elder abuse. You ever been to a nursing home? I've been in nursing homes. There's elder abuse everywhere. I mean, again, so what? This idea that Donald Trump settled a lot. I mean, so what? Nobody's perfect. I mean, yes, Donald, again, Donald Trump has some skeletons in his closet because unlike Hussein Obama, Donald Trump has actually done things. Donald Trump has accomplished things. Donald Trump has had a job. I'm not defending Donald Trump. I'm pointing out that when you go out into the world and you do things, you make mistakes. You fuck things up. Maybe they were, maybe Donald Trump deliberately abused these elders. Maybe Donald Trump personally took a rubber hose and beat old people with it. 
I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Hillary Clinton participated in the murder of people all around the fucking planet Earth. He has violated IRS tax rules. So what? So have a lot of people. So have government, so have other politicians. So have I, I saw something on the interweb, so it must be true the other day about some, some number of IRS employees who hadn't paid taxes. And again, as an anarchist, and this, and again, that's why I want you to understand I'm an anarchist. When somebody comes to me and says, Donald Trump, like when this whole thing, my friends are sitting there at the bar. Yeah, Donald Trump hasn't paid taxes for whatever, you know, 2,000 years or whatever it was. And I'm going, oh, so you're just jealous that Donald Trump is smarter than you are. I mean, th- telling me that somebody avoided paying income tax? Th- this is like saying, yeah, there were some Jews and they avoided going to a concentration camp. You know, it, it, it's illegal for Jews to not be in a concentration camp. How dare those fucking Jews not go to the concentration camp? I mean, that's what you fucking faggots sound like when you tell me Donald Trump violated IRS laws. Donald Trump didn't pay taxes. Oh, good for him. Are, are you jealous because Donald Trump's smarter than you are? Because Donald Trump hired a fucking good accountant to got him out of pay. Good. I'm glad, Donald. I don't want to pay taxes. There shouldn't be an income tax. And he is clearly sitting up the system so that his companies financially benefit from his position. Again, the man's not even president yet. And yes, all politicians, yes, all politicians are like that. Yes, all politicians, everybody who becomes president of the United States gives jobs to their friends. The, the idea that when Hussein Obama became president, he didn't give any jobs to people who were friends of his. Really? And again, the reason companies in general benefit from the government, and there's a long anarcho-capitalist speech here, but if the government couldn't make laws that benefit companies, then, I mean, so let's look at the biggest one. Let's look at the biggest one. Okay. Let's look at, and again, think about, think about if this happened when a Republican was president. Let me explain to you very basically what Obamacare is. Obamacare is the federal government telling you, you have to buy a service from privately owned corporations. That's all it is. That benefits the health insurance corporations. Can you imagine if George Bush passed a law saying that everybody has to buy gasoline? Even if you don't have... And I would say, well, but everybody has a body. The point is, I don't care that everybody has a body. The government is forcing you to buy a service from a privately owned corporation. Okay, everybody has a body. What if George Bush had passed a law that says everybody has to buy leather shoes? Okay, all politicians manipulate the government to benefit the corporate. And need we even bring up Dick Cheney? 
Right. Okay. So this whole thing. Oh my God. He's, he's setting up the system so that his companies financially benefit. Again, are his companies, are they on the stock market? Is your IR, is your IRA invested in the stock market? Okay. Well, don't you want the companies to make more money? Don't these companies employ people? So we don't want the companies, we, the left wing status, don't want companies to make money, but we want the companies to employ people, give them jobs, pay taxes, you know, pay for health care for their employees. Do, do you understand economics? Again, as an anarchist, government should not exist. Government should not be able to make laws that benefit companies. Government should not be able to do things like say, oh, this company has to pay an additional tax, but oh, we're going to give this company a tax break, and oh, we're going to force you to buy this product and all this other shit. It should not exist. In an Ancapodice, that wouldn't happen. We don't live in Ancapodice. We live in reality. I don't understand how this is different from Hillary's paid speeches that everyone was up in arms about. You didn't vote for anything better. So what she just said is voting for Trump is not voting for anything better than Hillary. So then what's the big deal? If one is not better than the other, why does it matter which one is the president? And I thought about the nihilists who were so fed up with the system that they just wanted to throw a brick into the front window of the political process and are happy that everyone is now as unhappy as they are. I'm not really sure who those people are, but whatever. Again, it's like, well, let me just say something about, let me use the word nihilist in a sentence so I sound smart. This I get, misery loves company. I don't agree with it at all, but I understand it. Actually, she does not understand it. And then I thought about the people who were excited that, quote, he speaks his mind and tells it like it is, unquote. I get that. I do that. I live that. My updates here are often real, despite how many people are going to be pissed off about it. Which, again, if you have to admit that your updates on the Internet are often real, so which ones are not real, right? One of my rules, and I'm working on getting all these rules on the interwebs to benefit people, but one of my rules in life is that if you, if you have to tell people you are, you probably aren't. Right. When you hear, when you hear liberal Democrats say, I am so into tolerance and diversity, what they mean is, if you're a heterosexual white man and you have a job, I hate you because you're part of rape culture and you're oppressing me. But what I don't get is how supporters can reconcile that with here it comes, racism and violence. <sighs> yes, the racism. Donald and, and everything in left-wing statism, and if you listen to Aaron Clary, you, I'm telling you shit you already know. Everything in the world of left-wing statism boils down to racism. It's racism all the way down, right? You've heard that it's turtles all the way down. If you don't know what that means, Google it, turtles all the way down. It's racism all the way down. See, Donald Trump is racist. Nobody's been yet. So, because none of you have heard my cast before. Very short story. I'm sitting at the bar with a friend of mine and we're talking and the election comes up and I'm rolling my She's like, yeah, well, Donald Trump is racist. And I said, why, well, why is, because he is. I said, well, what does the word racism mean? And she looks at me and she says, well, I don't know what racism is. I said, okay. If you don't know what racism is, how do you know that Donald Trump is racist? And the conversation ended. And try this. 
Try this at home. The next time, so here you go. Let me give you a little bit of logic and philosophy. The next time somebody says to you, Donald Trump is racist. So here's the first thing you say is, okay, you said Donald Trump is racist. First, define racist. Explain to me what racist means. So they're going to give you some kind of definition. Now take this, or, or they're just going to tell you they don't know, in which case you've actually found an honest liberal. That's why I'm friends with this girl. She's very left-wing statist, but... She's also, she just had the fucking integrity to tell me, I don't know what the word racism means. It's like, all right, I I can appreciate, I can appreciate some fucking integrity. Just bring me some, we can disagree all day long. If you can just disagree with some integrity, we'll get along. So you say unto them, what what does racism mean? They're going to give you some kind of definition. Take that definition and see, okay, does their definition, how does that work with affirmative action, right? Anything like that. Their definition is probably not going to be very good. Even if their definition is perfect. Okay, next thing you have to do is say, all right, we've got a definition of racism. Now explain to me why exactly is racism wrong? And of course, in order to explain to me why racism is wrong, well, you have to explain to me the criteria for right and wrong. Like, what is, when somebody says this is right, let's say they say it's morally right or ethically right. This is morally wrong. This is ethically wrong. Okay, first, you have to, you have to define moral. You have to define ethical. You have to, what are the criteria for what most something right or wrong? Are these criteria subjective or objective? And people go say, no, and then they'll, you know, well, everybody knows why racism is wrong. What you say is, all right, if everybody knows why racism is wrong, do you agree with that? Well, yes, I just said, okay, everybody knows why racism is wrong. Are you personally in the group of people that is called everybody? Are you within the everybody group or are you outside the everybody group? They're going to say, well, I'm in the everybody group. Okay, if everybody knows why racism is wrong and you are a member of the group that is everybody, then you should be able to articulate to me why racism is wrong. Trust me, nobody, even if someone can give you a definition of racism that doesn't allow you to say, well, affirmative action is racist or a multitude of other things that I can't think of off the top of my head, as soon as you get to the part where they have to define right and wrong and then explain why racism falls into the wrong category instead of the right category, they will collapse because the left-wing state, again, the right-wing status will go back to God. And while I disagree with that, I, there's no invisible man in the sky, while I disagree with that, they will come in and say, well, racism, you know, they, like, the right-wing status will say, killing other people is wrong because God said so. All right, I disagree that there's a God but at least you can give me a reason. You're saying that right and wrong is determined by God and you get this by reading the Bible and interpreting it. You can show me a trail of breadcrumbs. The left-wing statist cannot show you a trail because in the left-wings, and this is what the left-wing statist, again, there's no integrity. They will. The right-wing statist will just tell you if you don't believe in God, you're going to burn in hell. And if you don't believe in God, you're wrong. And the Bible says this and you're fucked up. 
Okay, I disagree, but you got some integrity. You have a bread, you have this breadcrumb trail. The left-wing statist, because everything they say is a lie, the left-wing statist, from their perspective, everything centers around them. No left-wing statist is going to tell you the truth. The truth is that the reason racism is wrong is because hating white men makes the left-wing statist feel good. That's all it's about. Everything in the world of the left-wing statist is about their feelings. With the very religious people, you can trace everything back to God. With someone like Aaron Clary, I think you can trace much of what Aaron says in his philosophies back to economics and natural human behavior. With me as an anarchist, you can trace most of what I'm going to tell you, most of what I'm saying can be traced back to the zero aggression principle, which if you don't know what that is, that zero aggression principle simply states that it is, it is wrong, and I understand, see, this is the thing, self-awareness, I'm big on this, I understand I have to define the word wrong, right? So, it is wrong, and I don't have time to do it now, but I was, it is wrong to initiate aggression against other people, and it is, and you, and you do not allow other people to initiate aggression against you. That means that I don't walk up to you and slap you in the face. It's that I do not initiate aggression against another person. We also have to define the word aggression, I'm aware of all this is the thing. I'm aware of all this. If you're aware that you have to define the words you're using, it will make you think. The left-wing statist has no self-awareness. Zero self-awareness other than of their emotions. They're very aware of their emotional state. They're not aware of anything else. And that you do not allow other people to initiate aggression against you, which means that if you walk up and you slap me first, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. And if I have a large blunt object, I'm going to beat you to death with it. Self-defense. I mean, it's, and it's that. So, so most everything I say can be traced back to the zero aggression principle. Right? Everybody with some logic and some reasoning, you can trace them back to something. The left-wing statist they don't have that. What the left-wing statist always comes back to is simply racism. They can't define racism. They don't know the difference between right and wrong. They don't know why racism is wrong. Right? If, 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 if you want to start a social club that's only white people, that's evil. But if you want to force government, if you want to force small businesses to hire people based on the color of their skin, that's totally okay. No left-wing statist can explain why one of those is right and why the other one is wrong. And of course, violence. I still, I still have not seen a video of a Donald Trump supporter wearing, and I guess we would know it's a Donald Trump supporter because they'd be wearing a t-shirt, beating up somebody with a Hillary Clinton t-shirt on. And, I mean, my God, it would be easy to stage. All you have to do is go buy a Trump shirt, put it on, get somebody else put on a Hillary shirt, and then film them looking like... I mean, you could fake this without even trying very hard. What violence. And this idea, too, that how, how to reconcile 
I don't know how can supporters reconcile with racism and violence? Because for eight years of Hussein Obama, when he was dropping bombs on other countries, when he's killing people with flying robots, th there was no violence there. Again, when did liberal Democrats suddenly become concerned with violence? Oh, that's right. That violence is against those nasty foreigners, right? Those are brown people in foreign countries. Who gives a shit if we drop bombs on them? Right. We just want to make sure they come here to the United States to fucking pick our corn or whatever the fuck it is, our apples or oranges. And did, did you hear during the election, did you hear this? I heard this where liberal Democrats were saying, well, we have to have immigrants come over here to do the jobs Americans won't do, which is kind of like saying we need some slaves, right? There's these jobs that Americans aren't going to do, which is interesting because there's all these millennials living at home with their parents who don't have jobs. So there's all these jobs Americans aren't going to do. So we got to keep immigrants coming over to do all the jobs that Americans won't do. I have an idea. Why, why don't the millennials who live at home and don't have jobs, why don't they go pick the fucking oranges? I thought I said I was going to be logical and rational. I'm going into rant mode. So it's just too much fun. All right. Let me, let me keep going here. We got to wrap this up. More coffee. Mmm. All right. But what I don't get is how supporters can reconcile that with racism and violence. How that is acceptable to people. Again, got, got liberal Democrats. Why, why did violence become wrong? And you haven't got to define wrong. Why did why was violence totally okay when Obama was killing people with flying robots? Why, not, not a word was heard. Not a word. Not a word. I know the answer. The answer is because Obama has black skin. Because Obama's a liberal Democrat. Again, if Donald Trump, if Donald Trump had run as a liberal Democrat, and this is a fact, sorry, I, there's no way I can actually give evidence to support this, but if we had like this alternate universe, in which Donald Trump ran as a liberal Democrat instead of a Republican, everyone who's saying this thing would be Trump supporters. This woman would be posting Trump memes. She'd have a Trump t-shirt. Yet it does not matter. The liberals will always vote for the Democrat. The conservatives will always vote for the Republican. Trump supporter silence on all of the hate speech that's happening is straight up deafening and probably the most telling of all. What hate speech? You mean saying things like there's only two genders? Saying things like instead of allowing immigrants to come here and do jobs, maybe the millennials should go out of their parents' houses and do the jobs? I mean, again, what... What hate speech are you talking about? There, and this is, of course, the liberal Democrat version of hate speech. Quote, we were so tired of being called racist, bigots, and xenophobes, another big word to try to look intelligent, we voted and showed you what's up. Unquote. What? This makes no sense to me. Quote, we're not racist, so we're going to support racism to prove you wrong. Unquote. What the actual fuck, people? 
This is a cut off your nose to spite your face move, and it proves absolutely nothing positive. Okay, this is the money shot right here. Sorry, kids, we're an hour into the podcast. We got to the money shot. Welcome to my world. This is El stating the obvious roles. What she's saying here. Okay, so she's saying that the right-wingers, you evil Trump supporters, were saying you're tired of being caught. And I said this myself, that whole podcast, it's called something along the lines of eight years of calling white people racist has consequences. She's saying that, well, these people said to me, they're tired of being called racist, and that's why they voted for Donald Trump. And what she seems to be implying here is that if you, this doesn't make sense, that if you don't want to be a racist, and you vote for Donald Trump, that doesn't make sense. Again, illustrating the left-wing statist cannot understand a different world perspective than hers. Hillary Clinton is the person calling us racist. Voting, voting for Hillary Clinton... also does not offer any evidence that you're not racist. Work with me here and try to wrap your head around the logic that this woman is trying to present. She says it doesn't make sense to vote for Trump in order to prove you're not racist. Okay, let's start here. Why, ask yourself this, and when some left-wing statist comes at you with the same argument, Here's how you go after this. First, you say unto them. I could say unto her, if she's saying this to me, first of all, explain to me why I have an obligation to prove that I am not racist. Who am I proving this to? Why am I obligated to prove this? Pretend that they can answer that question, which they can't. Okay, so what you're saying is that in order to prove I'm not racist, I should vote, I should support a person who is calling me a racist. So in other words, to prove that I do not support child abuse, I should support a person who abuses children. How exactly does voting for Hillary... And again, understand that the left... She thinks that everything just comes down to hate. right? That voting against Hillary Clinton could have nothing to do with Hillary Clinton's so-called policies that she said she's going to put forth. No, of course not. Everything is about racism. This is is the left-wing statist. Everything in their world always boils down to the racism. How does voting for Hillary Clinton prove I am not a racist? This whole thing that's going on within the left-wing statist after the election of Donald Trump of how Trump supporters are racist and they need to prove they're not right. No, nobody is. uh, Just because you went in there and voted for Hillary and you don't understand economics, that does not obligate other humans to prove to you that they are not racist. Again, this is the pure egocentrism of the left-wing statist, that 
those of you who voted for Trump are obligated to prove to them that you're not a racist. I gave it a shot. I tried to be empathetic. I took time to listen to people, but I discovered that the goals were blanketed in values that are taking us down a dark road. Now, that's a nice sentence, but it means nothing. Okay, I got to talk to you guys about this. I really, I've got to God, we're trying to wrap this up because I have to go somewhere in 28 fucking minutes. <laughs> Again, Aaron Clary, thank you for letting me be on your podcast, man. And we're not even going to get to the blog. Sorry, we'll get, I'll do the blog post. I'll do that again over. If you want to hear it, go over to Cynical Libertarian Society, Google it, you'll find it. I'm on the internet. Anyway, we're going to finish this because we're almost done. I'm going to wrap it up. This is what I call nebulous language. Okay. So when Hussein Obama said, change, you elect me, I'm going to bring change. And again, just quickly, again, I don't, there should be no government. There should be no president. Obama, terrible policies, yada, yada, yada. Obama ran an excellent campaign. He, he and the people he hired knew what they were doing. And again, I understand when I look at the people who showed up and voted for Obama with enthusiasm, 69 million people, I completely understand why they did that. Cause I'm not a left wing statist. I'm not stupid. I understand why people voted for Hillary. I understand why people voted for Trump. Obama ran a masterful campaign. There's floaties in my coffee. He used nebulous language. He said things that don't mean, they mean things, but they don't mean anything. So if I say to you, if you elect me, I am going to bring change. Okay, every word in that sentence has a meaning. You can look them up in the dictionary. They mean things. But in the context of what I'm saying, in the context of when Obama says, you elect me, you're going to get change. It means nothing. Okay? Because and, and this is the beauty. This is the nebulous language. Is people hear, Obama says, I'm going to bring change. They interpret that in a way that benefits them. Oh, Obama's going to change things. He's going to make, because people make the change. Oh, it's going to be better. No. So if, if you have some Jews, right, and the Jews are in Germany and they're in Berlin and the Jews like live there in Berlin, and then you take the Jews from their house and you put them in a concentration camp, well, that's change. That, that's change. See, that's different than it was before. That is change. Change can mean anything. Change in that context is a nebulous word. When a politician says, I'm, and so this is, but I discovered that the goals were blanketed in values that are taking us down a dark road. What, what does any of that mean? What are you talking? What, what value? Well, it's racism. It's just this nebulous language that means nothing. And so, I can't keep my mouth shut about that. And no, she can't. She cannot keep her mouth shut. That is another trait that most left-wing statists have in common is they can't keep their mouth shut. It's scary that my friends who voted for Trump can and just brush all this off as nothing. Right, kind of like the way those of you who voted for Obama 
the second time especially, just brushed off him dropping bombs on countries, killing people with flying robots, indefinite detention, $16 trillion debt. Again, see, the things that you brush off, well, that makes you a racist. Well, the things that I'm, I'm a, I'm a left-wing statist. I'm a liberal Democrat. I am enlightened. I am so informed. I, I have a PhD. I have a PhD in ethnic studies and a minor in international communications. And I am so informed. And when I, like, you know, you just have to understand that it doesn't matter that Obama has has, has killed people in foreign countries. He's, you you you're racist. I mean, that's it. That's all they've got. Racist. Everything. It's racism, all the way down. Talk to a left wing. Talk to a. I love the title of Ann Coulter's book, How to Talk to a Liberal If You Must, or it was something like that. I tried to read it. I couldn't stand it. She's hideous but the title so if you ever have to talk to a liberal if you ever have to have to talk to a left-wing statist probe them a little bit you will see it's it's racism all the way down everything goes back to racism they can't define racism but everything goes back to racism scary so completely disappointing. Again, sh- her emotions. She's disappointed. Well, nobody on the planet Earth is obligated to not disappoint you. I know. I know that that is the most fucking shocking information you've ever heard in your worthless femistatist life. But the, I'm, sh- I'm so disappointed. No one is obligated to not disappoint you. Nobody is obligated on that. The farther we go on like this, the more devastating these justifications become. Uh. The left-wing statism. It's the best. All right. I got to get out of here. Thank you again, Aaron Clary, for letting me be on your podcast. It's honor and a pleasure. I wish it would have been a week when I was not working 16-hour days at my quote-unquote day job. But there it is, man. To all of you in Aaron's audience, it's a pleasure being with you. Come on over and listen if you think you can stand me. I'm kind of an asshole. I... There it is, folks.